There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Previously on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Jeff Lynn, I've come here to give you a gift. The Mongolian deathworms have re-emerged. Whoever finds them first is sure to be a millionaire. Oh, no. But you'll have to catch me first, Jeff. And you know that once I'm on the track, there's no stopping me. Uh, Dad! Bye? Dad! Get to school on time, Zeke. I'll see you in... A while! So, heck, how, how are you doing? We just, we know you're going through some hard stuff and we thought, hey, it would be really good to get the gang back together and uh, work on- Am I on part a, of the gang? Yeah, and uh, work on a mystery, you know? You know, we have so much fun the last time. Are we gonna solve the mystery of uh, where I am a robot and where I came from? <laughs> Not in this story arc, but maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Riley Woods is standing directly in front of you. I'd like for us all to be friends. How do we be friends with Jersey Devils? Do you think that knowing another name for me gives you some kind of power over me? I don't think anything. I just, uh, uh. She leans in and whispers into your ear, Angela. And she says, I know another name for you as well, lost child. And then she whispers, Akasaluin. Listen, if, if, if what you're talking about is true, if we have like a pack of lycanthropes. Blankanthropes. Okay. That's a very bad scene. These things are tough to kill, they're tough to fight, and they're tough to cure. So what Zeke has done is I think he took all of the different aminal hairs, put them in a food processor, ground them up into a fine powder. He mixed that powder with a little bit of chalk, made these balls that when shot from the gun that Vesper made are gonna like impact on whatever they hit and go and make a big old cloud of animal hair dust. Vesper, can't believe I'm saying this, but thanks for your help. Now, let's go bag us some furries. Chillhaven, morning. We open on a tight close-up of a green-tinted screen of a CCTV. According to the digital marker at the bottom of the screen, the footage is from three days ago. We see a static shot of the exterior of Chillhaven High as Zeke and Vesper from the bushes 
launch a barrage of smoke grenades at students exiting the school. The footage then cuts to the interior of Chillhaven High. Another static shot, this time of a hallway, as Zeke and Vesper run to a classroom and launch a barrage of smoke grenades at students and teachers. It then cuts to a final static shot of the theater at Chillhaven High as Zeke and Vesper launch a barrage of smoke grenades at unsuspecting <laughs> students and teachers. You're in trouble. What? What do you mean? No. Uh, we then cut to the office of Principal Utney, seated at a large, cheap-looking desk with a old, also cheap-looking television monitor that has been wheeled in next to him, uh, where the footage continues to play. Seated beside him is Mr. Johnson, the theater teacher. Seated across from them is, in this order, in also, believe it or not, cheap-looking plastic chairs, Meredith Indigo, Vesper Indigo, Zeke Lynn, and beside Zeke, an empty chair. <sighs> Typical. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke is, I, I don't know what has happened up to this point, but uh -huh. assuming I just walked in, Zeke sits in the chair just like as slouched as possible. <laughs> like it's if it's one of those cheap plastic chairs, like his head is now level with the back of the chair. His uh -huh. butt is like hanging off the edge of the seat and he's just in total, I don't want to be here mode. Principal Utney uh, lifts a big bulky remote control and presses the one of the two buttons on it to stop the recording. And everyone in the room, Zeke, is glaring at you. Principal Utney... Mr. Johnson, Meredith Indigo is wearing mostly opaque science goggles, but you can feel her glaring into your soul from behind them. Mm -hmm. Vesper actually is the only one who's not looking at you. They're just sort of staring up at the ceiling sheepishly. And Principal Utney says, well, Zeke, uh, you can see now why we've called you here this morning. Yeah. Did it have to be before school? Like, couldn't I have come after school? It's I mean, it's during school. Uh, you're supposed to be in first period right now. I understand from your attendance records that you do consider first period to be before school. It's too early. Um, that is when school starts, but that's... Uh, I didn't vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can agree that that's a, a fairly minor issue in light of last week's events. And I'm uh, sorry, we, which, which events were those again? Well, I would, uh, I mean, begin with... I'm sorry, and we still haven't been able to contact your... Uh, parent or guardian uh, i really think they should be here for this i think so too you and i are in agreement on that but he is fighting death worms in the mongolian steppes and i don't i don't know when he's going to be back with that the door to the office bursts open oh my god <laughs> and in rushes jeff lynn Yay! dad Oh, hey, buddy. Sorry I'm late, everybody. I was fighting death worms in the Mongolian steppes. See? Jeff is like, he looks like he literally ran here from the Mongolian steppes. His <laughs> normally crisp white lab coat is just covered in reddish soil, like dirt and sand. His science goggles are up on his head, and you can see like the raccoon eyes uh -huh. underneath them, where his like wind-burned, sun-burned <laughs> face is red all around them. Yeah. His hair, you can see like the sand particles glistening in his hair and his ponytail and his soul patch. And he uh, hurriedly pushes behind Meredith and Vesper um, to their visible consternation and behind you and then slides into the plastic chair next to you. And he says, oh, uh, 
Hi, Meredith. Meredith's child? What did I miss? Dad, uh, so much. Uh, so, Dad, you remember that, that thing you were going to help me with before you um, abandoned me for Mongolia? Can you be more specific? Remember, me and my friends, we, we, th- there was a, a monster attack at the zoo. Oh, was it the Jersey Devil? It was, hmm, it was not the Jersey Devil. <laughs> uh, Dad, kids were turning into a bunch of frickin' blankanthropes, okay? Kids oh, were... I get, I see what you did there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like, like werewolves, but they weren't turning into wolves. They were where other stuff. He looks up at Principal Utney and says, do you get it? Blankenthrope. <laughs> the uh, Principal Utney just glares at him like blinking. Uh, yeah, so some of the students here turned into Blankenthropes. So me and my friend Vesper, Vesper Indigo, uh, we teamed up to uh, make a cure. And we located the source of the animals who done turned them into Blankenthropes, and we made these cool uh, smoke pellets out of hair from the animals and chalk, and Vesper helped me make a big old gun to shoot them, and uh, yeah, we dispensed the cure, and now the students are fine. Wow, that's wild. Good job, bud. Thank you. Thank you. Zeke looks at everyone else in the room and just goes, thank you. Meredith Indigo glares unblinkingly, you assume, Uh from behind her opaque science glasses for a moment. Uh, She's also wearing a lab coat, but hers is crisp and clean and perfect. Uh, It has her name etched. Etched? No. (laughs) (laughs) Embroidered. Embroidered into it. And then Meredith Indigo, uh, she doesn't even address you or Jeff. She turns to Principal Utney and says... um, Okay, this is transparently ludicrous. Uh, We all watched the same videos captured by the Indigo Corporation Labs cameras that I donated to this school so graciously. Uh, Zeke, like, sat back up in his chair when Jeff walked in and now just slides (laughs) right back down. (laughs) And we were all able to see that my child was chained to this horrible boy and clearly there against their will. And I'm sorry, I know there's no footage of this one. I'll have to donate more cameras to the school. But what about the fact that this boy kidnapped my child from school property right out from under your nose, Principal Utney, and apparently press-ganged them into some sort of bizarre, deranged attack. Zeke does not look at Meredith, Vesper, or Principal Utney and just looks at his dad and says, Dad, I had to kidnap Vesper from school in the middle of the day because I had to take them back to our lab so I could cure them because they were the Blankenthrope Alpha. They were the one turning all the other kids into Blankenthropes and, god darn it, causing us a whole lot of trouble. You, are, you're all hearing the same thing that I'm hearing, right? <laughs> this boy is clearly deranged and has been influenced in his derangement by his deranged father. Principal Utney says, um, okay, Vesper, is what Zeke is saying true? Are there, where, I'm sorry, blank, Blankanthropes. Were you a Blankanthrope? Where rat specifically? Turning other students into Blankanthropes. And did you willingly participate in this attack? Vesper just crosses their arm and like kind of stares at the ceiling in a huff for a minute. Meredith says, well, Vesper, tell them, tell them the truth. And Vesper closes their eyes for a minute. 
and uh, they open their eyes and they say, it was a prank. Huh? There's no such thing as blankanthropes or, or werewolves. Zeke and I, it, it, was a, uh, it was a prank and we're very sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. You're not sorry? No, <laughs> I am not sorry that I cured a bunch of children of blankanthropy. I'm not sorry about it. Meredith, come on. I mean, you know werewolves are real. We've we've collaborated on stuff. You help you I mean, you know, you help me with most of my research. Like, you're going to sit there and, and and buy this shit? Come on. Zeke's doing the uh Betty Cooper digging his nails into his palms so hard that they start to bleed. The kids were doing the right thing. Uh Mr. Johnson, the theater teacher, perks up now and says, "Um, uh, I would just like to say that uh this prank almost killed me. They sprayed me with a lethal amount of sugar glider hair. And if it had not been for the EpiPen that I keep on me at all times, I would be dead. And who's the one who administered the EpiPen, Who's huh? the one who administered the hair? <laughs> I would also like to say that this boy skips class constantly and days previous had come to my theater to to harangue me about stealing my clothes. <laughs> He's a rude, bad child. And he should be punished. <laughs> oh, he's a rude boy. <laughs> think you're the rude one, you tiny little gnome. <laughs> what was that? What? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Gnomes have big ears, son. <laughs> <laughs> so you admit it. <laughs> Principal Utney says, listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who I believe. If there were, let's just say that there were some kind of creatures running around the school and you believed that and you felt that you had to stop them and Zeke I I really do feel your sincerity when you say that I have maybe some questions about your home situation that if you want to talk privately about what do you mean he you look at Jeff just shaking dirt out of his ponytail (laughs) (laughs) and like picking a chunk of like worm tail out of his pocket and inspecting it he said, we can talk about that privately, but because you didn't go through the proper channels and seek an adult, uh, <sighs> talk to school administrators, you brought uh, some sort of weapon of your own construction. Vesper's construction. Vesper built the gun. Vesper, ad- Ms. Indigo, Vesper admitted that they participated in this, whatever it was, willingly. Thank at the end of hunt. At the end of the day, regardless... I don't have a lot of wiggle room on this. The The rules of the school are very clear. Frankly, if it weren't for Ms. Indigo's standing in the community and with the school, you'd both be expelled. But the absolute least that I can do is I'm afraid you're both suspended. Woo! <laughs> for two weeks. Zeke, it's not a vacation. This is yes, gonna, yes, yes, yes. Zeke, this is going to go on your permanent record. So? <laughs> It'll affect your choice of college going forward. And I'm, I'm sorry, would you like to be expelled? No, 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 no. I want to come back eventually, but two weeks off sounds nice. And I feel like we need some distance from each other, you know? I feel like I've been all up in your hair. You've been all up in mine today. Let's just take a break. That's a good plan. Principal Utney self-consciously raises a hand to touch his completely bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering the hair that once was there. 
Yeah, he, he picks up a picture from his uh, framed picture on his desk of him 20 years younger with like the longest, most luxurious head of curly hair. And he just like sighs and stares tenderly at it. And pretends to touch the hair. <laughs> oh, no. Like, how much time has passed? <laughs> just... How long yeah. have I been principal? <laughs> they tell you about ghost limbs, but they don't tell you about ghost hair. Yep, yep. And then he he shakes his bald head of uh, this invasive memory and returns himself to the room at just in time for Meredith Indigo to like s- jump to her feet in a huff, sending her cheap plastic chair flying against the wall. And she d- kind of roughly drags Vesper up next to her. And she says, Principal Otney, this is ludicrous. I will have you know I'm going to be talking to the school superintendent, and I will have your job, and I will have those cameras back, too. You Lins, both of you, nasty, grubby little men, consider, Jeff, consider our relationship ended, and Zeke, consider our relationship beginning, but it's a, it's a negative, antagonistic one. What? I- Vesper, let's go. I didn't say two words to you, lady. And they storm out the door. <laughs> Jeez. Jeff's just kind of sitting there looking sheepish and a little bit embarrassed. Dad, have you been working for Indigo Labs this whole time? Uh, well, bud, I think I probably our school meeting is over. Um, Principal Utney, so sorry to be late. Thank you for your time. Zeke, you are in big trouble. Uh, Mr. Lynn, I could see you wink. You winked with the eye that was facing me. <laughs> oh, it's just a little bit of sandworm venom. Uh, Zeke, let's get out of here, bud. <laughs> As y'all leave the office, you hear uh, Mr. Johnson calling after you saying, this isn't over, Zeke. I'll see you expelled from this school yet. Oh my God. Why does everyone hate me? Your actions. (laughs) (laughs) I saved you. I was about to scream the same thing. You would all be wear sugar gliders and wear badgers by now if it weren't for me. Zeke Anthony Lynn. And Zeke exits the school, shaking his fist <laughs> at just anyone who's in the hallway and then lets the door slam behind him. You're just getting like the weirdest looks from all these like freshman kids. Yeah. That are like, ah. Cut to the school practice basketball hoops near the teacher's parking lot at lunchtime. In the distance, we see a badger, sugar glider, and rabbit fursona just kind of kicking it. Ugh. And closer to the basketball hoops, seated on the asphalt, is Penny White and Angela Atticus Jr. I wonder where Zeke is. I haven't seen him all day. Um, I heard that he got suspended and... Everyone just said he screamed a lot and then left school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that checks out. So probably need to check on him in a bit, but... For now, we can just enjoy this time without him. Yeah. So listen, I did something, but don't be mad, okay? Okay. I signed you up to be on the school dance committee with me. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, I don't know, but we're going to find out, but... Um, you know, I just, I feel like we've been just like fighting monsters and doing all this crazy shit recently, and I feel like we just need some like normalcy in our lives, so I was like, yeah, what do normal people do? Plan school dances. So we're on the dance committee, and it's a Halloween themed Oh, that's cool. Yes. I've never been to a dance. Aw. Well, maybe you can ask Heck. Hmm. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so w- when do we have to start? 
we have a meeting tomorrow, so I'll text you the details of where we're meeting. Um, yeah, so I also wanted to ask you something else without Zeke being here. Um, how have you been feeling since, I don't know, all this monster hunting has started? Do you feel like, like this isn't normal? We shouldn't just be like okay with all of this, you know? Um, I mean, I'm, I've never really felt normal or okay. I <laughs> d don't feel better. I have friends. That's really nice. That's all. How are you feeling? <laughs> I mean, weird. Like, the stuff that Emma said to us last time we saw her about how she wants to be there when it happens. Yeah. What is that all about? Like, I know that I'm, I've kind of just accepted that people are going to say cryptic things to me and then I'll just like <laughs> wait for the day that something horrible happens to me. But it was kind of out of character for you. Yeah, people don't say cryptic shit to me and just walk away. Like, so you have no idea? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody says cryptic shit to me and just walks get away. away get it. <laughs> it was weird though. And it freaked me out. And I've been having nightmares. And I don't really know how to handle it. And I feel like, you know, Zeke has his science and his lightning guns and his cool inventions and you're all spooky and can do all this like spooky stuff. It's not relaxing. <laughs> but you can protect yourself, you can protect others. Heck is a robot, Saber's a ghost, Flo can Asher project, like what can I do? Beat up people with crescent moon silver earrings? Like You did do that and you hurt people with your words. That is very true. You're tough. But I need to get tougher. I don't wanna be like helpless and I don't want to be scared and don't tell anybody I said this stuff but I don't know just a little freaked out yeah me too well, well let's make it a goal to get tougher so that we don't have to rely on anybody when we're fighting these spooky monsters deal Speaking of spooky monsters, Penny, you see directly over Angela's shoulder a anthropomorphic, human-sized badger in a leather jacket and leather chaps. And its fully articulated fursona badger mouth opens up, and you hear Tim Dagner say, Did you guys say you're going to be on the school dance committee? <laughs> Tim, Zeke may have forgiven you, but I haven't. But yes, we are going to be on the school dance committee. Okay, well, um, you don't have to have forgiven me, but I'm also on the school dance committee. Oh, hey, Tim. Hi, Penny. How are you? I'm okay. How are you feeling? Uh, I feel great. Angela's arms are crossed, and she's just <laughs> looking at both of you. She's pouting because she does not want to be around Tim. Um, anyway, I don't know that we've actually decided on it being a Halloween-themed dance yet. I decided it's going to be a Halloween-themed dance. Okay. I mean, I guess we can talk about it and hash it out at our first meeting. I can't wait to see you both there. Wait, who else is on the dance committee? Uh, it's me. Emma Riley Woods, Chanel Todd, and Carlos. <laughs> Sounds like a strong bunch. Yeah. Dance committee get together. Wow. Thank God that they have me. I mean, they have Penny and I to be on this who, committee. Who, yeah. Who chose the dance? I know you I'm just not sign here. up. You who chose the dance committee? Yeah, people just sign up. Oh. You just sign up. <laughs> um, Anybody. Tim says, uh, I signed Carlos up. I don't think he knows yet. <laughs> 
I was signed up too, so I'm sure he'll be just as thrilled as I am. Yeah, most, I mean, historically, most dance committees, about half the people on it were signed up by other people on the dance committee. Cool. I read that somewhere once. Well, that's a great, fascinating fact. Thank you, Tim. Tim's just, badger eyes stare at you unblinkingly. If you stare at me any longer, I'm knock that stupid little badger head off your head. She's just, she's just kidding. Don't worry about it, Tim. Yeah, real tough now, huh? Yeah, I am real tough. And then she like, looks <laughs> at Tim. Okay, well, I hope you bring that energy to our discussions of dance, planning, and logistics. Yeah, I freaking will. All right, well, uh, great to see you. See you, see you all at the, at the dance committee. It's not great to see you, but see you soon. Bye, Tim. Bye, Penny. Tell Bye. Carlos I'm on the dance committee. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate Tim. I do hate Tim. I never liked that little creep. He just like... I'm not okay with all of it. Just like has taken two <laughs> steps away. <laughs> like, and then probably stops again to listen. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't trust him. Like this whole, I mean, like I don't trust Vesper either. I don't trust. The only one that I can semi-trust is Emma. And it's. What? Well, listen, it's. And then Angela's like looking around. We're like, are we far enough away from the furries that they're... Emma's not out there, right? I don't know what Tim can hear. Okay. Well, so... <laughs> Tim seems to be able to hear things from quite a distance a lot of okay. the time. <laughs> well, Angela looks over and sees that Tim is like stopped there and is like too close. Well, he's like walking away. But um, so... Yeah, he's still walking away. Okay. So Angela like whispers into um, Penny's ear and is like, I'm... I'm trusting Emma because I need to know what she meant. I need to know what she knows about me, what she knows about you. It's unsettling. I have to get close to her, and I can't let her, I don't know, think that she can't trust me. I'm just going to try to trust her, try to befriend her. Like, aren't you curious? Yeah, I'm curious about a lot of things. I'm also very scared of Emma. Yeah, she's terrifying, but you got to keep your enemies close. I mean, she's not going to be an enemy. We're going to be friends with her. It's going to be fine. She's just really powerful, but you are too, Penny. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we just have to get to know her, right? Mm-hmm. She just came on a little strong. She did, but I think she's useful. She's powerful. She knows things and uh, can help us out if we need it. I mean, think about the monsters that we're probably going to have to fight they just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Like, we need people on our side so that we can beat them. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, but Tim, fuck that. No, hate him. <laughs> Maybe <Damn>. we can. <laughs> He's not to be trusted. He tried to kill Zeke. He tried to kill us. He, I, I don't know, has some trust issues. As that conversation's wrapping up, Penny, you, again, over Angela's shoulder, notice a... Large, fit body in an adorable halter top and miniskirt with equally adorable sugar lighter ears poking off the top of his head. Star quarterback of currently non-existent football yeah. team, <laughs> Heck Gently. Oh, hey, Heck. Heck waves and a couple of meatballs roll off of his cafeteria tray that he's holding. <laughs> so oh. he like instantly stops waving and grabs his tray again oh. and like loses one more meatball. Oh. Like that Chef Boy RD commercial where the, all the meatballs fall on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, hey guys, it's uh, Meatball Monday. Hey, heck. You dropped some stuff there, and Penny picks them up and puts them back on his tray. Just Telekinetically? Grass. No, with her hands. She's oh. nervous. She's nervous. <laughs> There's just grass all over the meatballs. <laughs> she gives like the last one a little <laughs> pieces of gravel stuck to it. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure I can eat gravel and stuff. That's fine. I don't really know how my robot gastrointestinal <laughs> system even works. Also, five second rule heck. Yeah. I don't know if that applies outside, but it's fine. So listen, um, I'm really excited. And he just sort of like sits down cross-legged next to y'all. For what? Well, remember like we all talked about how after that last, like we wrapped up that last monster thing, we were all going to devote our full attention to like figuring out my origins and like why I'm a robot and where I came from and what's going on with me. And so like... We did say that. We, we got rid of all that. the werewolves, right? So like I'm I'm like ready to go. Uh, Do you, what's the plan? Uh, Yeah, Angela... <laughs> just throw it right the, under the bus the plan that was made or thought about <laughs> me and we, that was discussed Angela who um yeah I so feel like Zeke knew yeah Zeke knew Zeke wrote okay. it down I yeah. think oh well I guess he's gonna y'all heard he got suspended so he has a lot of free time to help mm-hmm. you now mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah he said to just go over his house he said, just go over his house? Yeah. He, he, it's, oh, wait, hold on. I'm getting a phone call from Zeke. Right, hold on. Hello, Zeke? Yes. You want me to tell Heck just to come over? Penny's putting her ear close, too, to make it really look believable. Yeah. So. You can just put him on speakerphone if you want. Uh, No, it's okay. It makes oh. him nervous. Yeah, he sounds, he also sounds sad about oh. being suspended. But he's yeah. also really loud all the time, yeah. so you can probably hear him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. And I have robot wait, ears. can we cut to real quick? <laughs> Zeke and Jeff in the van on the ride home, just headbanging to music really loudly. <laughs> what? Wait, what are they headbanging to? I have an idea, but I want to know your idea. Ooh, hmm, hmm. I think Jeff is on some prog rock chick. I think they're listening to like uh, 2112. I was going to say yeah. Rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Monday <laughs> Jeff takes his hands off the wheel to air guitar, and the band just like swerves. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> I know you'll get Getty's bass riff eventually. <laughs> yeah, but um, so he just said, "Come over." Um, they'll start running diagnostics on um all the robot parts in your body just to see if they match up with other robot parts, and just I don't know. It's a whole process, but he said just uh, head over there and they'll, they'll oh, okay. start. Yeah, cool. I I'll probably finish the school day. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, but thank you. Thanks for the heads up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you excited for the school dance? I didn't even know about the school dance. Me yeah. either. <laughs> well, I signed Penny up for the dance committee. And and it's Halloween theme, but no one really knows that yet. But I'm going to make sure it's Halloween theme. Okay, good. Because our life isn't spooky enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, but, so, yeah, so we're still playing the dance then. Nobody's, like, asked. He's staring directly at Penny. He's like, nobody's asked anybody to the dance or... Uh, Penny like sweating with anybody to the and dance. profusely, and Angela's looking at Heck and I look at Penny and saying, "Well, Heck, are you are you thinking about asking anybody?" I hadn't been because I just found out about it uh, roughly ten <laughs> seconds ago. But um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just found out about it too. Yeah, so just you, you now. You probably haven't. You probably haven't. You're still probably like weighing your options, and so many <laughs> options are being weighed. Okay. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Angela's now sweating because she's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, so she's like, yeah, just standing there and sweating and well, heck, you know, if you do want to ask somebody to the dance and she's like, Penny just looking up and Angela's like pointing her head in the direction of Penny nodding that way. You know, you can just, uh, I don't know, ask anybody. And she's like, are you, did, did the werewolves hurt your neck? Yeah. Um, 
God, you're so bad at this hat. You're like twitching your head in a really weird direction. Angela's always done that, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'll um yeah, once you know, once the dance is planned and and, and stuff, I'll for sure. I'll for sure ask I'll for sure ask somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just like stares awkwardly up at the sky and shoves a gravel covered meatball into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, Angela's just shoving salad in her mouth because she just doesn't want to say anything anymore. And you hear noises like when the, uh, you know that rock monster from Never Ending Story who eats rocks? <laughs> uh-huh. Just kind of rock gravel. Biter. Yeah, the gravel, like rock biter gravel crunching noises coming out of his mouth. How's that gravel tasting? These hands. <laughs> I couldn't hold on to my friends. These big, strong hands. God? <laughs> well, thank you, you for that gravel biter. <laughs> um, Hex says, uh, I don't know if I taste like human beings. Like I don't know if I taste like human beings taste, so I don't really know how to describe it. Um, I think the alarm goes off and that <laughs> what? What? The alarm? signifies that lunch is over. Yeah, a bell rings? A bell rings. The alarm, the alarm goes Ring off. Ring the alarm. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe I'll see you. At I'll Zeke. see you we'll at see Zeke's you later. At Zeke's. Yeah. We'll okay. See you there. Cool. Great. Bye, Heck. Bye, Penny. Uh, Penny just gives Angela a little shove. <laughs> <laughs> what? You need like, cause you need a little pep in your step. I need a lot of things, Angela. One thing at a time. <laughs> Cut to Zeke at home. It's the day. It's still school's still going on, and Zeke is just lying on the couch, and he's so fucking bored. Okay. Uh, Zeke is gonna call Tim. Ugh. Uh, while school's still going on? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. It rings for a while, and then Tim answers, and you hear it hushed, even for Tim hushed tones. Uh-huh. Zeke, what, what are you doing? I know, like, not everybody got suspended. I'm in the middle of class right now. Dude, come over. I'm bored. Uh, I'm at school. Come hang out. I can't hang out, Zeke. I'm literally at school. <sighs> Zeke hangs up. <laughs> we cut to Tim in class, just staring at his phone and then throwing it onto the ground. Zeke calls Carlos. <laughs> Carlos answers and in hushed tones for Carlos says, oh, hey, Zeke, what's up? Carlos, skip school, come over. Oh, I can't skip it. I'm already here. What? Oh, it's Zeke. Oh, I can't. Not even. Okay. Hey, uh, Miss Ashby said I got to hang up. I'll talk to you later. Uh... And he hangs up. Zeke just looks up at the ceiling for a second. Zeke calls Vesper. Ooh. You call Vesper Bold. over Penny and I? Well, because the pattern is, I, I figured the pattern was excuses. everyone's at school. I'm going to call the one person who's not at school right okay. now. Okay, that's not how it read to me. I, my just offended. Just no, because I know Vesper's available. Fine, whatever. Zeke calls Vesper. After a few rings, Vesper answers. Yes, this is Vesper. Zeke hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) Of course that's how they answer the phone. (laughs) This is Vesper. Zeke stares up at the ceiling again, one more again. Again, one more again? (laughs) (laughs) Zeke stares up at the ceiling one more time and thinks for a second. And Zeke calls Emma Riley Woods. Uh, Yeah, you call Emma Riley Woods and... The phone rings. I don't know why I keep saying how many times the phone rings. It's important <laughs> to each character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The phone rings precisely three times. Yeah. And then continues ringing, except you are now staring at Emma Riley Woods, who is standing in your bedroom with you. Ah! <laughs> hey, Zeke, you rang? 
And then immediately all of Sophia's alarms start blaring and a Sophia drone drops into your room and like hovering out of one of the uh, iris doors. And you hear Sophia screaming through the house. Intruder alert! Intruder alert! Stranger danger! Stranger danger! It's fine. Disengage. Disarm. Alarm. Okie dokie, Zeke. Sorry about that. I always get startled when people materialize without warning. Uh, Sophia, this is my friend Emma. She came in through the window while you weren't looking. Roger, <laughs> Emma. Would you like a tofu dog? Uh, no thank you. Um, house, I am sated. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sophia. Alrighty then. If you need anything, just give me a quadrumeth. I love you. Emma takes a seat on your bed. What's going on? I wasn't expecting a call from you. Yeah, I wasn't. I figured we would. I mean, I called you because I'm home and not at school and I'm bored because all my friends are in school. And I figured that you didn't really care about school and would come hang out with me. I thought maybe we would talk on the phone about it a sec before you showed up. But hey, that's cool. You're here. Hi. I don't like talking on the phone. I like to be able to stare into a person when I speak to them. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, you, you want to hang out? Well, I only really go to the school to, you know, keep an eye on things. Uh-huh. But there's nothing going on today. It's not really going to get, well, never mind. But yeah, we can hang out. What, uh... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Can you go back a second? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. No. You'll know. I mean, you'll, you move through time the way you normally do. Like, you'll understand things that are going to happen when they do happen. Oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I experienced that. Can you see the future? I just don't really experience time the way you do. I mean, it's a product of human culture anyway, right? Uh, I, I there don't didn't know. used to even be clocks. Remember when there weren't clocks? Well, you wouldn't. No, I sure don't. I don't remember when there. Were- you remember when there weren't clocks? How old are you? So, what do you want to do? Hang out? You want to like make a dark bargain or uh, um, watch what? TV or I don't know? What do teens do these days? I you want to roll a you want to roll a hoop with a stick? <laughs> have Emma? Have you ever played the 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 video game Super Smash Brothers Melee for the Nintendo GameCube? No, but I do love a melee. You, do you like to smash too? I bet smashing is good. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's play some Smash. Okay, sure. Yeah, we've got some time to kill. Yeah. Zeke's gonna play Smash with Emma for a while until all these people, until all these ding dongs show up at my doorstep. We cut to a black screen with SpongeBob text on it that says "Time passes." Dot dot dot. Two hours later. <laughs> we cut back to Zeke and Emma Riley still playing Smash. <laughs> Zeke, I think Emma Riley is just dominating you at this point. How are you so good at this game that you have never played before? You're holding the controller like flat in the palm of your hand and then pressing all the buttons with your other hand. How are you good at this? I have mastery at more than you can possibly imagine, human boy. Okay. Game done. Oh, uh, Emma, you can just go ahead and take my last stock in the most brutal way you want. I'm going to go answer the door. Zeke, you open the door and standing there with the Angela Land Rover parked outside is uh, Angela, Penny, and Heck Gently. 
What's hey, up? it's the crew. Hey, Zeke. I have missed you guys so much. Where have you been? What's up? What's been happening in your lives? We had literally saw you last night. Um, but hello. Feels like it's been an eternity. Heck, puts a hand on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about what happened today. I'm really sorry. Thanks, thanks, man. And Zeke, Zeke goes in for a hug. I heard uh, you screamed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you heard I what? You screaming in yeah. school? I, yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, I don't know. I blacked out for most of it. I was very angry. There was a freshman that uploaded a video of you just saying "cuss you" and then walking out of the school. I don't. Re- I do remember shaking my fist. I don't remember shouting "curse you." You just you, said you blacked out. You blacked out. Yeah, that's true. I get bits <laughs> and pieces, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it like comes back. Yeah, to you. it comes in waves. <laughs> I'm not even really on social media, and I've seen that video like everywhere. <laughs> Well, um, cool. listen, we're cool all and good <laughs> for me, but we're proud of what you did. Sorry, you got suspended and you got caught, but I'm sure you know why we're here, Zeke, right? We're here to help Heck. Remember, I, I text you, I, we talked about it last night. We're going to find you out. We started Heck's forming origin. a plan. We started forming we a plan. We relayed that uh-huh. message to Heck because you cared so much. You've been working on this plan all weekend. So we're here to help Heck figure out where he came from. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I know I blacked out this afternoon. Did I black out last night too? I don't remember any of this. Did Am you, I losing time? Did you drink a lot of LeBronzia last night? No, I don't drink. I'm in high school. Heck <laughs> 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 <Tech> nods. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna. But what all... did I say? What was the plan I came up with? Pl- but I agree, we should get on this heck thing. Okay, well, let's go. Run some diagnostics or whatever you do. What does that mean? Can he just pushes through, walks inside, and heads upstairs? <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, where are you this going? Way. Time for science. Okay, we're we're going to the lab. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> the lab was in the basement. Wrong way. <laughs> I think Angela. Yeah, but the entrance that Penny's going to is in my dad's room, which is upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna take the fireplace. Um, no, I... the fireplace is the exit. You oh, can't yeah. go down the fireplace. <laughs> I think Angela's just peeling along the walls. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get in? You guys, it's just my dad. Just go to my dad's closet and pull the one shirt that's not a lab coat. I'm gonna take a lab coat and put it on because I'm the only one that doesn't have one, and no one offered me one, and it kind of hurt my feelings. So Penny has one now. Angela just throws on her pink one that she has out of her purse. You just carry it with you just in case. Just in case for missions. <laughs> right. Time okay. for science. science time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Zeke pokes his head in his bedroom and says, Hey, I'm a world goat. Go into the lab if you want to come with. There's nobody in there. What? The room is empty. There's a faint smell of sulfur. What? What'd you say, Zeke? Huh? Who are you talking to? No one, apparently. You're really going through something, aren't you? I don't know what's happening to me. Have you been sleeping? I mean, no less than usual. Penny takes off another lab coat from Jeff's closet to put it on Heck, but I feel like Heck's shoulders are too broad, so <laughs> she just ties it around his neck like a cardigan. <laughs> like, yeah, like people play golf. What is, isn't there a word for that? It's just a sweater. Mm, well, it's one of them dorky kinds. Mm-hmm. Mm, like a cable knit sweater? Sure. Okay. Heck says, uh, oh, thanks. I feel like Mr. Wizard. Yeah. The reference that any teen would know. Uh-huh. Especially Heck. A repressed robot teen. Is that a, a very old reference? Yeah, it's pretty old. Okay, then that's the first clue. Heck is a very old robot. <laughs> <laughs> Writes that down. Very uh, old. Yeah, Zika 
just like takes his time getting there or getting to the entrance in Jeff's closet because he's just like looking up and around for like is Emma crawling on the ceiling? Where'd she go? <laughs> That's scary. And then follows the group down to the lab. Okay, uh, you all swoosh, swoosh, swoosh down the tube into the lab. Jeff's already down there, welding goggles on. You hear the sounds of, well, welding. Um, <laughs> as he uh, is hard at work on one of the Sophia drones, you see like on the, in the, on the chassis of the drone, like big like acid burns and stuff. Clearly this, this drone got into a conflict with some Mongolian death worms. Oh, geez. And he is patching it up. And he hears y'all come in and he perks right up and says, Hello, everyone. Did you all get suspended too? No. no. <laughs> Zeke wasn't too careful about the very illegal things that he was doing at school. Ah, I always say, if you're going to do illegal things, be careful. Yeah, that's great advice. You do always say that. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you back, Mr. Lynn. Well, it's nice to be back, Penny. Thank you so much. Got any snacks? <laughs> Uh, he reaches into a pocket and he pulls out, uh, like a slimy, steaming hunk of like purple worm meat. And he says, uh, you know, since I've been back, every pocket I reach into seems to have a little bit of death worm in it, but I will get back to you. Oh, good. I thought you were going to ask me to eat that. (laughs) I feel like Penny would just politely do it. It It would burn your mouth from the inside out (laughs) because it is full of acid. Aren't we all? Hi, Dad. Hello, Zeke. Uh, Dad, my friends came over because, um, well, you know how Hex a robot? I do know that. <laughs> I have been, uh, I have been investigating his robot circuitry and tinkering with him. Uh, sorry, Heck, um, examining him for quite a while now, several weeks, I would say. Yeah. Well, um, we all decided it was time that. We give our good old pal Heck his due, and we're going to try to figure out where he's from, like where he done came from, who made him, what his purpose is in life, why he exists. Well, why none he of us exist put... for any reason or have any purpose in life, not even robots. Angela's well, no. eyes are all like... <laughs> I mean, no, I think... Dad, I agree with you about us, but I think robots are generally built with a pretty specific purpose. Mm. You don't just build a robot and then be like, okay, off you go. What about me? What is my purpose? Um, to be the the cutest darn little thing this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say, Zeke. As soon as you say that, Sophia's robotic insect carapace, many phalanged uh, death mask body, comes crawling out of an iris door and twists her head upside down to make eye contact with you with her hollow, lifeless eye sockets. Mercy go to Zeke. You're no slouch yourself. Does she have a nose? No. I boop the spot where her nose would be and I say boop. Insert metal ting sound. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff says, uh, okay, well, where should we start? I, I, I was hoping you had an idea. Could this possibly, I mean, like, you know about robots and stuff, right? Yeah, a I mean, you're, you have the most experience with Heck and his robot parts and how he works. I figured you'd have the first insight, Dad. Also, you have experience working with Meredith Indigo, who happens to own and make a lot of tech, right? So, Angela, I can't help but notice that that question felt a little pointed. <laughs> well, maybe it was, Uncle. Let's all, I feel like, listen, I feel like there's a lot of tension in the air. I feel like we should all have a chat. Okay. So you can explain yourself? 
Sure. All right. You have five minutes. That's plenty of time. That's a long time. <laughs> Angela starts the timer. <laughs> Listen, I know you all are kids. Sorry to say it, but it's true. And I know you don't necessarily understand like the maybe the more minute details of stuff like finance and money. But I'll invite you all to take a look around in my laboratory. See all this cool stuff? See this drone? See this big, uh, adorable robot? Literal artificial intelligence that we have living here with us? Yes. All of these iris doors, lightning guns, uh, malfunctioning orbs. I made it's... my lightning gun. Where'd you get the parts, bud? From your trash can. Right. Where'd the trash come from? Uh, you? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Millions of dollars in parts, equipment. Do you do you all know how much a lithium ion battery costs? It's ludicrous. <laughs> I, I'm just a child. I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea how much anything costs. My family and, is really poor. So <laughs> And to my point. Hey, you probably know how much a lot of stuff costs then. But not any of the stuff here <laughs> in this, this room, science. I guess. Yeah, like milk and bananas and stuff. Yeah, practical things. <laughs> the huh? only things that I eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, super science costs a lot of money. And being a occasional t television host on a sub-basic cable show that no one watches does not pay super scientist money. So, like, sure, sometimes I catch a Bigfoot or a Chupacabra or what have you. And Indigo Labs pays ooh, good money for that stuff. So it's worth being a sellout? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, In what Dad, sense is it a sellout? sellout? Wait, how... All right, we thought again. you were just a cool guy doing his own missions, doing his own thing, I you know? You like we looked all up your to own you. Gadgets, Dad. What do you think inspired me to build gadgets? I do build my own gadgets, Zeke, but I have to build them out of things, and things cost money. Do you at least make the snacks? No, I never claimed to make the snacks. <gasps> Sophia makes the snacks. <laughs> I Penny, knew that. Penny just looks at the ground. I order the trail mix online. And the tofu dogs are made out of compressed soy detritus. You're perfect, <gasps> Sophia. Thank you. <laughs> Sophia is the only good thing that's come out of this Indigo Lab mess that you're involved with. Listen, I don't love Indigo Labs, but I do love doing super science and catching ghosts and tracking cryptids. And all of that requires complex, high-tech equipment that I do build, but I need parts to build. And I do have to buy those. I cannot... Mine lithium. Do you understand that? <laughs> yeah, but Dad, like, you you have caught so many freaking like monsters and weird things, and like most of this town still has no idea that they exist. You know why? Because you're selling them to Meredith, and she's keeping them all under wraps and doing experiments on things and people and robots and animals, like. You all just brought a robot boy here for me to do experiments on. What to do experiments on? Never. We're trying to find out Hex. An experiment on Heck, yeah. Dad. Yeah, we're just trying to find out where he came from. Using science for good and not evil like you apparently have been doing. But Dad. Angela. But Dad. I'm hurt. Angela. What? You're my niece. Mm-hmm. Your opinion of me is very important to me. Okay. I was so stoked when you took that lab coat and dyed it pink and showed some interest in science. Well, I'm a little bit ashamed to be your niece. No, that's a little harsh. I don't mean that. I'm just a little bit hurt. I want to be able to trust you. And Indigo Labs is not trustworthy. Okay. Just don't go, you know, running off into the woods or anything about it. You clearly don't know me. 
cuts to all the scenes of Angela running into the woods. Like, <laughs> Angela, five years old. I'm going in the woods! <laughs> Can't stay away from Anodyne Pines. I mean, yeah, literally. Yeah. With, like when you were five years old and you ran away into the woods. Is that what happened to me? I thought, wait, wait, is that not what we're all talking about? Wait, what? That's what we were all just talking. Angela always gets mad and runs off into the woods, like when she was little. What? That was like a joke. That was because I've been doing that. She ran into the woods when she was little? Your parents never told you about that? I barely talked to my parents. Wait, is that why y'all moved? It was, I mean, it was right before they moved. Yeah. She was gone for like two days. What? Yeah, the whole freaking town, including yours truly and her parents, were out picking over the anodyne pines tip to tail. I thought we moved because my parents had a job. Well, I mean, that was part of it. Your parents got a new opportunity out of town. But yeah, I mean, your parents' old house on Oak Street mm-hmm. before y'all moved. I don't remember anything. Right on the edge of the pines. I mean, you, Zeke, do you remember? You, y'all used to play in the pines together all the time. I remember playing in the woods. But not getting lost. No. I mean, how did y'all find me? And Angelo, I mean, you were like, honestly, exactly like you are now. You were always dragging Zeke into the woods. Always blazing a trail on adventure, you know? Yeah, she knows all about blazing through the woods. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Yeah, and then one night, you just went missing. Parents called me, freaked out. We started looking in the woods, couldn't find you. Next thing we know, we got the whole town out there looking. We were working in shifts. I can't believe your parents never told you about this. And I don't remember a thing. The rest of the town would work in shifts, but your parents, they were out there the whole time. They didn't sleep. 48 hours straight, they were tearing through those woods looking for you. Where'd you all end up finding me? Well, I mean, I don't really know. I The, the rest of us kind of came back to regroup. We were starting to think the worst. And then 48 hours later, that, that two nights later, Allie and Anthony came walking out of the woods with you in tow. Was I okay? Not a hair out of place. It was like you'd just woken up out of bed, but, but with perfect hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I literally wake up every day. I can unfortunately confirm that is how she wakes up every day. <laughs> it wasn't long after that that you all moved. It's so weird. We've gotten a little off track here. Heck, uh... <laughs> Angela's still, like, processing this weird new information that she just, like, went missing and apparently always used to be, like, drawn to the forest, but it's fine. Let's focus on Heck. Okay. Heck, open up. And Heck pulls off his crop top slowly. Well, no. He pulls off his, ho- his crop top. <laughs> he pulls off his crop top at regular speed, but it, we cut to slow motion as uh-huh. he pulls it off. Uh, sparkly, sparkly anime background. <laughs> you see his little ears Soft twitching. Soft filter on the screen. Aww. Yeah. Uh, and then he pushes a, a hidden little button in his neck and his chest pops open and Jeff gets to work. Zeke calls Sophia over and um, just reaches a hand into the swarm of phalanges mm-hmm. and pulls out like, a, um, like an endoscopic camera, you know, just a big camera tube. And uh, that's how he's assisting Jeff is like he's weaving the tube in and around inside Heck so he can get a closer look at some things. 
So it's like a colonoscopy, <laughs> but, but from but from here and yeah. of a robot uh-huh. body. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm looking for you know like a uh, a model number printed on a motherboard somewhere or a a, 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 a corporate logo stamped on one of the chips or something. Okay, interesting. So you and, and I assume that y'all have hooked him up. Like we talked about how Jeff had installed like the ports, like diagnostic ports in him. Yeah. So he's hooked up to Sophia as, as well. Yeah. So you're you're scoping around inside a hex guts, and unlike when y'all investigated the haunted robots, Sophia found like Indigo Labs stamped like on basically all the pieces in there. Yeah. You're not seeing any like stamp or maker's mark or anything on any of this stuff. It, and you've dug around inside a hack a little bit before, right? Mm-hmm. So this shouldn't be news to you, but the electronics, the technology that's in there are utterly different than anything that you're familiar with. They have a, a simultaneously like incredibly advanced quality, but also a sort of like macro handmade kind of cobbled together aspect. But while you're digging around in there, searching at those, Sophia gives a readout on the screen. And uh, at first, it's indecipherable to y'all. It's a bunch of bips and boops, basically a, an endless string of code that's scrolling across the, this, this big screen readout. Lots of ones and zeros. All the numbers. All of them. Ooh, lots of numbers. Seven. It's in there. Three. Totally. Bunch of them. What does this mean? Oh, Soy, I forget that none of you can read computer. <laughs> no, we sure can't. Unfortunately, this is the only way I can efficiently display the accrued contents of hex positronic data matrix. Look up there, heck. It's basically your soul. As these numbers just continue to stream across <laughs> the screen. And that goes, oh yeah, I remember that. This is my 10th birthday. What, um... Heck, you can read that? I guess I can. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Sophia, can you convert this... Can you convert to MP4, convert to AVI, MKV? Give me some kind of format that those of us who don't have robot eyes can uh, make sense of. Feels kind of invasive. Like I believe Penny's assessment is correct. That would be super rude. Plus, also, I can't do it. The information is too densely encrypted. And these storage protocols are just goofy. But check this out. Yo! She sort of like fast forwards and you see her like scroll down really quickly. And the string of numbers just becomes zeros. And now there's just like an endless stream of just zeros on the screen. I finished processing all 16 years of X stored experiential data. However. Scans of the digital pitting reveal that the positronic memory storage tanks have been wiped and rewritten. Calculated from the laser etchings, I estimate that petabytes of data have been wiped from these storage tanks. It seems as though someone erased decades of positronic memory files. Whoa. Uh, hmm. Sophia. And Zeke puts his hands like earmuffs over Hex sugar glider ears. Does he hear? Which ears does he hear out of? Both of them? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I just hear out of my human ears. That kind of tickles, too, and the ears twitch. <laughs> Zeke scratches the sugar glider ears before moving to the human ears. <laughs> Sophia, can you run a carbon dating test on Heck for me? You betcha. Oh, but it'll take a while, Zeke. All right, we'll run that in the background. What? So what can we do about the, this, this 
can you analyze? Hmm. Is there any way to recover code from the stretches of his memory banks that have been erased? Nah, I have already tried. There is enough to show me the data was there, but it is unreadable. They wiped that drive pretty freaking smooth. But guess what, Zeke? I found the secondary positronic data matrix running in parallel to the primary one, like a teeny little human reached in. Okay. It appears to be where his firmware is stored, his most basic code. Yeah. And? And the zero stop. And on the screen now, it switches to like a fully green screen with like super retro, like video gamey text on it. And it says, Automatin, Project Z, 2.0. And then underneath that, it says, Core Protocols. And you see a number one, and it says, Be a teen. You see a number two, and it says, Be a good boy. (laughs) And you see number three, and it says, Do super science. And you see a number four, and it says, Have adventures. Tech says, I love all of that stuff, except super science. I mainly just do football. Dad, do you know anything about this? Do you know about Project Z? I super don't. It's pretty cool, though. I wish I'd built an automaton. Project Z and 2.0. So wait, is that like Heck got a software update somewhere way back, or is Heck the second one? Zeke, I have all the same information you do. I was looking around the room <laughs> at everyone for some for a brainstorm in here. I don't know. I think we just need to dig more into this project. Mm, so we don't think this has anything to do with Indico Labs then, right? Yeah, and also Meredith likes to stamp her name on everything she makes. True. feel like she would have laid claim to this boy by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Meredith, her work is, well, it's very clean. It's very precise. It's very industrial. Like, look at all this. And he pulls out like a vacuum tube and like some some like poorly insulated wires. And he's like, this is, no offense, heck. This is a bunch of gobbledygook. <laughs> this was something that was, it's got like an outsider artist kind of vibe to it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's not someone, so we're not going to be looking for someone who is like a super scientist like Meredith. It's going to be more of like an inventor like Zeke. Well, and if what Sophia said is true, heck, earmuffs. <laughs> Be a good boy. Heck, heck covers his own ears this time. Sophia said there were decades of erased memories on this guy. He's wicked old. So whoever built him, when they built him, was wild ahead of their time. <laughs> what if it was like aliens or something? Well, I don't think he came from the lab. Do you think Meredith Indigo keeps like personal family history in the laboratory? Maybe not in the lab, but maybe at her house. Zeke calls Vesper. <laughs> yeah, Vesper answers. And again, uh, this time, actually, a little bit more, um, with a touch more hostility than the last time you called. Wait, who is this? I don't have this number saved, and you just called and hung up on me a couple hours ago. Hey. Oh, God. Vesper. I don't, did I give you my number? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was public on your Instagramble profile. Okay. I got to make a note to fix that. Yep. Um. Hey, listen. Uh, you're suspended. Yeah, I'm thanks suspended. to you, Zeke. I, 
You know how much trouble I'm in? Thanks to both of us. Let's be honest now that we're not in front of authority figures, okay? My mom locked me out of all of the, like, laboratories and stuff. I'm not allowed to do any science. Good. Just been, like, working on a puzzle for three hours, but it's so infuriating. That sounds fun. There's five corner pieces. I don't know what to do with this fucking thing. (laughs) That sounds... Oh, man. So fun and interesting. Okay, and Zeke, stop. Why are you calling me? <laughs> I was just calling to see if you wanted to hang out. You know? They hang up. Mm. <laughs> oh, damn it. How'd that go? Zeke calls Vesper again. <laughs> okay, this is the last time I'm going to answer. You better have a reason for calling me. Listen, Vesper, I'm here with Angela and Penny, and we were all just hoping to come over and apologize for how we handled the situation over the weekend and uh angela will cook you eggs eggs. it's my specialty (laughs) um as a form of apology Mm -hmm. if you please can we just come over to your house and hang out and sit and talk things through for a little bit that's all you want is to just apologize and like sort of kowtow to me and I don't know that do I my would. bidding hmm. and just sort of prostrate yourselves before me. Um, we, we can negotiate the what exactly bidding means, but yeah, that's the that's the general idea. Fine. But I do not eat eggs. You will bring me a large pizza, just cheese from Lucio's on Third Street. You will bring it hot and I want Dr. Pibb. <laughs> so proud of him for getting his doctorate (laughs) her mr pips her husband oh oh um okay vesper you you got a deal they hang up jesus (laughs) what did vesper say how'd it go well we're invited yay we're not vampires so i guess we didn't need to be but now we have a cover story we got to go to lucio's and pick up a pizza Okay, that's fine. But did you tell Vesper, like, why we're really coming over? No, I said we were going to apologize for everything that we did and said. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything either. You you Mm. did stab them with your crescent moon earrings. They needed it. (laughs) They (laughs) needed it? They needed to be stabbed by the... You were going to die. Listen, I was trying to save your life. I know, and I appreciate it, but I think they might want an apology. They don't even remember, but fine, I'll apologize. For science. For heck. What am I apologizing for? I don't know. Make something up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot blink when I look at you. How's that? That's, that's Sure. Okay. You were part of the kidnapping too, Penny. That's true. We were all there. You're an accomplice. Fine. <laughs> heck says, I think technically I also did help with that kidnapping. Yeah, yeah that's you why sure you're did, coming bud. too. Yeah. Angela, why don't you... Um, I'll go get the pizza. <sighs> why don't you just... Saddle everybody up in the Land Rover, and I'll and I'll meet you at Vespers. Sounds good. Do 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 do. Cut to the interior of the Indigo residence. The Indigos live in a massive, sterile, white-walled house with polished concrete floors. Not a stitch of art hangs anywhere that you can see, except confusingly a large framed graph above the couch. <laughs> It is on that equally sterile, austere, industrial Bauhaus-style couch that Vesper Indigo sits, quietly eating pizza 
and drinking Dr. Pib while staring down at Angela, Heck, Penny, and Zeke, who, despite the fact that there are other chairs in this room, Vesper has forced to sit on the floor. Vesper, let me be the first to say thank you for having us into your beautiful home. We're so happy to be here. So excited to have this opportunity to apologize. Mm -hmm. Vesper chews expectantly. Will you give us just one second? Huddle up. Okay, Zeke, are you going to apologize? Yeah. I'm in a normal apologize. way? Listen, I mean, listen, listen, listen. We got to have a plan here. Plan? Okay. Some of us are going to be distracting them by apologizing. One of us needs to go snooping. Who's going to be the snoop? Angela raises her hand. You want to be the snoop? I'll do it. That's fair. You would, you would, your apology would probably turn into insults even faster than mine. <laughs> 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 yes, that's true. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go check it out. Okay. I'll make an excuse. Okay, yeah, make it, just make it convincing. Okay, okay. Oh, um, Angela, didn't you say that you had to poop? You all, <laughs> Vesper, Vesper finishes chewing and swallows and says, you all had a huddle <laughs> in front of me to, for Angela to tell them that you had to poop? Yeah, She's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Your house is so clean. Do you poop here? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> See, I told you, we don't know that they do. I'm, it's true. I have a, a, a phobia of pooping in really people's. clean places. Yeah, really clean <laughs> and places that are not my own homes. Well, so. feel free to not poop in my house. Okay. Well, then I'm just gonna. Uh, uh, I have a. I have to make a phone call. I'll be right back. The bathroom's upstairs, fourth door after the third right. Okay. <laughs> I know you're pooping. <laughs> All right, that worked. We then. all know you're pooping. <laughs> wink, wink. However long you're gone, we'll all know it's because you're pooping. Vesper resumes staring at the three of you and chewing pizza. Angela, what are you doing? Creeping down the hallway really quietly. Like, I would imagine there's like a ton of doors and stuff. There's a huge house. Um, but I think she's going to quietly try to open a bunch of doors until she finds like Meredith's like study or um, office or something like that. Okay. I think I'm jiggling on a few door handles. I found the bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe one was like locked or something. Um, Vesper's room, you know, nothing that's too like completely sterile room too. Like, but nothing too interesting at first, I would say, or like that catches my eye. So you, uh, after a couple of dead ends... You open a door into a room that is the first room in which you've seen anything hanging on the walls. And there's actually quite a bit of stuff hanging on the walls in here. This is clearly Meredith Indigo's home office. You see a big, heavy, expensive looking desk with like three flat screen computer monitors on top of it. And then on the walls are innumerable framed doctorates awards, honorary doctorates, science certificates. There's also pictures of Meredith Indigo in her goggles and lab coat shaking hands with various world leaders and famous super scientists. There's also some older photos. You see a picture of what you assume to be Meredith as a kid with her dad, who is also wearing a lab coat. And then you find a picture on the wall that stops you in place. This is the oldest picture in here. It looks like it was taken probably in the 1950s. 
And it's an odd collection of people. Fortunately, their names are written along the bottom of the picture. They're clearly posed, standing shoulder to shoulder. It looks like it was at some sort of press conference. You see a girl almost completely covered in fur, wearing a leather bikini. And underneath her is written the name Yeti Page. Really funny. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, You see another teen, this one a teen boy, in an astronaut suit with a cowboy hat on. And underneath that, it says... Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid. (laughs) (laughs) Next to him is an adult man in a lab coat wearing thick glasses under whom the name Dr. Zephyr Indigo is written. Beside him is another teen. Uh, This one, their face you can't make out because her head is covered in a huge hood and she's wearing a long black cloak. Under her is written Kerrigan Orb, the Omega Witch. And standing next to her in a science jumpsuit, you see Heck Gently. Underneath whom is written Heck Gently, the Automatine. Bum, bum, bum. Last year in the spooky town, hey? It's so good to be home. I miss my child friends of mine and recently rotten stack of tofu dogs. Hopefully, it'll be a while before Jeff commits child abandonment again. I miss reading all of the following lovely names. Miss Lawson, a lovely name, is the voice of Penny White. May Stressman, an exquisite name, is the voice of Angela Abacus Jr. James Kedlar, an extraneous name, is the voice of Zeke Lynn, as well as the composer and co-producer. All the other voices come from the brilliantly named Philip Swissman, who is also the Game Master. Our introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron, who also has a really fun name. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Come back next week. Maybe we'll look for my purpose. Just kidding. I don't have one. 